everybody, welcome back to the lab. We dig in and dissect to a, a wide variety of topics. Uh, the weekly lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us, so please send us an email with uh, the topics that you want us to discuss, and uh, we'll be sure to get those on the next episode. Uh, if you're listening on shortwave radio, you can send an email to uh, the weekly lab at gmail.com, and we can send you the uh, QSL card. And it is now mid October. Already. <laughs> Already. Yeah, we we missed a couple weeks. We did. You were out of town. Yeah. You had to travel. I did. Um, how was that, by the way? Um, a, a, a missed, a missed among. Ad, ad, ad missed. Ad missed everything going on. <laughs> Who knows? We're not English majors. Yeah, we did an episode on that. Um, it was what I expected. Yeah. The plane was fuller than I thought it would be, though, because I thought they were like minimizing how many people they booked, mm. you know, for social distancing, but. Every single one of my flights, and I think overall I took five yeah. different flights, they were all packed. Well, there like you jam go. Jam-packed. So, so, because... Uh, because but I, I lived to tell about it. Yeah, you did. Moral of the story. So, there you go, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Holiday lived to tell about it. I did. Um, Ryan Rivers here, by the way. Not sure if I mentioned that at the beginning <laughs> or not. Shout out to yourself. It's been it's been quite a while since uh, we've been back in the booth here doing mm-hmm. this. So, uh, so, bear with us as we get back uh, back in the swing of things. Yeah. Um, a little rusty. A little bit, yeah. So, with October being in uh, full swing, of course, everything's spooky now. Of course. So. As well as it should be. I mean, I'm not a huge Halloween fan. I've mentioned that. I know that you absolutely love it. Yeah. I know that it's a billion-dollar industry. I mean, just the other day, uh, there was some warehouse that was boarded up and closed down when I drove by it. And then today, there's a, a Spirit Halloween or whatever it's called. Mm. Like, those things just kind of pop up all over. They really do. They take know? advantage of any, like, vacant warehouse size building. No Only matter for, like, two months. Yeah. And, and then they disappear again. Yeah. It's great. Somebody has a good idea. They that should make Spirit Christmas because they, they should. should have pop-up Christmas stores too. Right? That would be pretty sweet. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we've been watching some uh, like spooky stuff at night. Of course. Um, trying to get into the Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, you're a long ta- uh, long-term fan of uh, Ghost Adventures. Yep. And there was a different one that came on recently, Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. And discussing that show last night kind of led us to the topic of today. Yeah. Which is going to be, um, what is it? The belief in the paranormal, different viewpoints on the paranormal. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like an overall thing of like, what do people actually believe in? What are they skeptics of? And then like paranormal phenomena or theories. Phenomena. Yeah. Okay. Technical terms. Well, I have my theories, but I'm curious as to what the rest of the world thinks. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really find, um, like, a very recent study. I know that for whatever reason, like, the paranormal stuff, kind of like unicorns a couple years ago. Like, the popularity just bloomed, and now it's everywhere. Unicorns are popular. Yeah. Hmm. They literally have everything. Like, you know those zebra cakes I like? This is so random. But now they have unicorn cakes. Wow. I saw them in the aisle today. They've got, like... It's just everything's unicorn for the past couple years, which I don't complain about because I love unicorns. You do. But I feel like... Ghost hunting and, like, hunting the paranormal has just exploded, I would say, in the last, like, two to three years as well. So, it's become extremely popular all of a sudden. Um, Ghost Hunters, that show that we've been watching, is actually an older show back in, like, the early 2000s. They quit doing it, and then one of the head investigators restarted the show last year. 
Hmm. So the ones that we've been watching are from 2019. So he came back after like seven years off, I guess he said. Um, He like focused on family and things like that. So, um, but yeah, there's so many different kinds of shows. And we were having the discussion because we watched Ghost Adventures, where they're just extremely like over the top, dramatic, Mm -hmm. like excitable. They never fail at capturing something. Yeah, I think there was only one investigation over like 20 something seasons where they got legitimately nothing and they called BS on the people who asked them to come out. So, um, but Ghost Hunters is like a totally different environment and how they go about their investigations. So Ryan and I were sitting there and we're like, you know, it makes you wonder, is Ghost Adventures legit? Like, with the things that they find, or is it staged, or is it, like, scripted, or, like, whatever you want to call it. Right. So, I thought this week for our spooky series, I would kind of dig into, like, paranormal phenomena and theories. Because, really, paranormal stuff, you can't prove it using the scientific method. Right. There's no actual, like, electronic device or any kind of experiment that you can do that 100% proves that there's paranormal things. Right. And the... If I'm remembering correctly, the reason this topic came up was because they um, told the people last night that it wasn't a, it wasn't a ghost that was in their house. It was a reoccurring um, spirit or phenomenon or something where, yeah. like, ever so often, because a large event happened here, you're going to experience it. It's just going to – it's like on automatic repeat. Right. And, like, so whatever the um, event was or whatever, it's possible that it can be so – like impacting on the uh, the house, the building, the trees, like whatever, that mm-hmm. you're going to have residual phenomena left yeah. from that. So I was like, mm, okay. No, do what? Yeah. And that that is one of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, so I thought I'd start off with just talking about a couple studies that universities had done over the years um, just to see what the general population felt about paranormal activity. So this was back in 2006. Like I said, I didn't find anything like big, big studies that have been done in like recent years. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're out there, but these were just some of the first ones I came across. Uh, A university in Australia conducted a survey just to do that, to find out how people felt like if they actually believed in paranormal activities. Um, They had over 2000 responses to the survey and these numbers are high. For me, like, I don't know if maybe in Australia, the paranormal, like, is just something that is well known and people believe. But for me, I thought this was a little impressive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, 70% of the people who responded to the survey said they believe they've had an unexplained paranormal event that changed their life, mm. mostly in a positive way, which is good, I guess. In a positive way. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, 70% claim to have seen, heard, or been touched by something that's not physically there. Mm-hmm. So like a person, an animal, well, I've an experienced entity. that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, 80% reported having a premonition of some cor- kind. And for those that don't know what that word means. It's basically like you see the future. Ooh. Like you have a feeling like this is going to happen somewhere in the near future. Have you ever had that? No, I would... And if I did, I would call it a prediction, not really a premonition, but I feel like that falls along the lines of deja vu. And there's so many theories about deja vu and what it actually is. You know, like one eye sees something right before the other one and it makes your brain think that you've seen it before. Ooh, oh, You wow. know what I mean? No, I did not know that. You didn't hear that about deja vu? No, but I have experienced where I like, like I thought about something and then like later on, a few days later, like it actually happened and it's like okay, so what? Like, 
Would you call that a premonition? I don't know what I would call it. I would call it like I have a whole bunch of facts and statistically this is likely to happen and then it happened. See, that's why I, I consider it a prediction. Prediction. Not a premonition. A premonition, like to me, I didn't look up the official like definition, but that's like you just have a thought of something that for whatever reason you feel is going to happen. Like Yeah. Like I'm going to have know. to be at work on Monday and then Monday morning I'm like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Right. I don't know. But 80% of people oh, say go. they've had something like that. Interesting. And then 50% recalled having some type of previous life. Okay. Half the people. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how everybody else feels about, like, reincarnation and, like, well, having... Well, too, like, they put this survey out, and I think a survey like this would attract a certain audience to respond audience to to go after it you know what i mean like yeah. somebody that has no interest no belief no experience they're likely to be like no thank you they would just click drag and somebody delete. else is like oh yeah dude i gotta tell them about that time that yeah so i don't know if it was a control group mm -hmm. like they just picked a bunch of random people and said you need to do this it feels like it was random yeah so if you didn't respond you weren't included in it so mm -hmm. that would make sense um I don't know. Like I said, I felt like those numbers were high. But yeah, if you get people who are actually interested in the paranormal, they're going to respond accordingly. So um, a different study that was done by a couple different universities over the years. This is just like the categories that they went through in the most recent study, again, back in 2006. Um, out of the people interviewed, 56% believe in psychic and spiritual healing. Really? Yeah. And then 26% said not sure, and 18% said they don't believe in it. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to say I don't really believe in that, personally. Like but, the whole psychic thing. Is yeah. what I'm asking. Like, nah, pay us. Yeah. Um, ESP. So extra sens sensory perception. Oh, I believe that's the appropriate term. 28% um, said they believe, 39% said they're not sure, and 33% said they don't believe in it. So more people don't believe than they believe. Um, haunted houses, 40% said they believe in them, 25 not sure, and 35% said they don't. Uh, demonic possession, 40% said they believe, 28 not sure, and 32 said they don't believe. Oh, that's almost like split in half, huh? Yeah, 40 and 32 is pretty close. Hmm. Which I definitely believe in that. Um, ghosts, thirty-nine percent believe, twenty-seven unsure, and thirty-four do not. Yeah. I don't know. So back to the haunted house part. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that? Your thoughts? Um. Do you think it could be just this? The space is haunted, or? I think if something's haunted, it's not the actual house. I would say, like, I truly believe that Native American land has like certain spiritual things go on and I know that's one of the theories just because of the way that they lived their lives and the beliefs that they had and the way that they handled their dead and all that kind of stuff I think that that could influence like if your house was built on it and you disturb the land or something because they were very into nature and like preserving that kind of stuff hmm. I think I somewhat believe that or I think it's somebody who moved into the house brought something with them I don't think it's the actual house itself Gotcha. Personally. You know? So that would go back to what we were saying. The Native Americans had such an impact on a certain piece of property mm -hmm. that it's 
hanging out. Like whatever happened is like remaining and yeah. people are coming across it today. Yeah. Is what you think. Yeah. Which okay. that could relate to the thing we're going to talk about a little bit later. And I feel like it's different. Oh, okay. From the other theory. Related but different. Right. Check. I could see where people would be like, well, it's technically the same thing as the stone tape theory, which is the one we're going to get into. But uh, I feel like they're different. I don't know. Um, <laughs> witches, which we talked about two weeks ago yeah, on the show. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Witches, yep. wizards, uh, wizards. Warlocks. Or Warlocks. Wizards. <laughs> I couldn't remember Little the wizards. female turn of it. Yeah. Um, 26% said they believe, 19% said they're not sure, and 55% said no. In wizards? Witches. In witches, good. yeah. Yeah, right, good. Uh, reincarnation. Okay. 15% said yes. Really? 28 said, I don't know. And 57% said no. Wow. Nope. And same with astrology. I know you don't believe in astrology, like your star signs and all that kind of stuff. No. 17% said yes, 26 unsure, and 57 said no. Hmm. What do you believe in astrology? I don't, I mean, I'm a Gemini and people are always like, oh, you're crazy. Like you have split personalities. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like I do. Hmm. I don't know. You've known me for like 10 years now, do I? Well, I mean, I wouldn't really call it split personalities. What would you call it? I would say you're more of like an Aquarius than a Gemini. No, I don't know. That I was, was the say, only what? term I could come up with. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think the uh, position of the stars the day you were born really has anything to do with an impact on your life. No, I don't I don't think it impacts my life. I mean, I like knowing that I'm a Gemini, but... Yeah. At the same time, it doesn't mean that I revolve myself around what my daily horoscope says. Well, think about the Gemini astronauts, the Gemini missions. They're pretty cool. They were. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know all of them. Personally? No. But, I mean, <laughs> I know of them. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. So, that was just a couple surveys that have been done in, like, recent times, I would say, that, mm-hmm. you know, I, for the most part, I feel like people do believe in the paranormal of some sort, whether yeah. it's demonic and biblical issues possessions whatever um making connections with loved ones just a whole bunch of different things i think they're the majority of the population believes in something right is possible um so there was this guy named charles fort all the way back in the early 1900s he lived from 1874 to 1932 okay he's considered like the father of paranormal interesting because he was one of the first people that took like an anecdotal approach to the paranormal where he started asking around during, you know, those times for encounters that people had with the paranormal just to see, because he had this theory that like, you know, after having an experience, like maybe other people have had experiences like this because he didn't really know what was going on um, after he had his experience for the first time. Yeah. So he started questioning people and ultimately he collected over 40,000 stories from people. He wrote like seven different books based on it. Um, and the stuff that he collected included people reporting teleportation, mm-hmm. um, poltergeist events, which is like physical movement of things like yeah. a ghost, like knocks your cup off the table or something like that. Um, unexplained noises and explosions, spontaneous fires, light orbs, which we're going to talk a little bit about and levitation. Okay. Wow. All the way back in the early 1900s. Well, nothing says a ghost can't be old. No, I, I'm... Well, I mean, most ghosts are old, right? Potentially. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, he was doing that stuff all the way back in the early 1900s, and over 40,000 stories were collected. Teleportation. So. What are your thoughts on that? No. No. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the... Uh, <laughs> don't quote me on it, because it's been a while since I studied. I think it was the Philadelphia Experiment? No. I believe it was? No. Give us a quick rundown. I'll have to look it up. Um, 
Again, this has been a few years since I, I did I tried to research. stay away from Philly, so. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was the actual name of it, but it turned out it was a U.S. Navy operation where they were experimenting with the possibility of being able to teletransport. Themselves? Yes. Or like, like objects? Navy vessels. What? And there's documentation, like there's accounts of the people that were there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the science behind it anymore because, uh, like I said, it's been a few years, but... Um, the the main theme of what happened was they tried to move a ship from one place to another. Um, they It actually worked, according to some. Like, they saw a ship no show up, and whenever they put it back or something like that, that there was, uh, it didn't go exactly as planned, and there was people, like, killed in the process. Oh. Like, uh, service members that were, hmm. like, caught, like, standing where the ship ended up. Or there was one guy that was like half like built into the bulkhead, like it was. It's what? yeah, it's very weird. So when was this? This was in the early 1900s. I'm wanting I was going to say, where's the pictures? Was it post World War II? I don't. It was a while ago. It was we'll a while ago. It's not like they're doing it right now down in um, you know Norfolk or something. But, but I don't see why not. Like if they were doing it back then with technology nowadays, why aren't they? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably because it didn't go well from it, the sound of it. I've never not. heard of this. Yeah. Um, it's it's very interesting, and I think it was called the Philadelphia Experiment. But hmm. I wonder why they, they got it in their mind that that was a good idea. Yeah, and it, was it is. Possible. It's the Philadelphia Experiment. Well, there you go. They Trust used your gut. the uh, destroyer USS Eldridge. Hmm. I have never heard of this. Talking about cloaking. Um, they say that it's supposed to be a hoax now, um, but hmm. I don't know. But either way, there's still there's still evidence or uh, there's suggestions that this has happened. You yeah. Know. At least they messed around with it, but supposedly, yeah, I, I don't believe that like people, you know, they talk about like clairvoyance and psychics and things that they say you're born with that. Like, I feel like teleportation, if you could actually do that, you'd have to be born with it. You, it's not something you and I could just turn around and learn how to teleport. Right. You can't go buy it at home Depot. No. And that would, that would make sense if you could buy something or like, some kind of electronic device that made you be able to do it, but like people just teleporting randomly yeah. without the help of science. I don't, I don't buy it. So that's the other. Um, we're gonna have to do a two-parter on this. Oh my gosh. Do okay. you um on YouTube? I think the channel's called the Dark Five. Mm-hmm. There's one on teleporters, mm. and they have historical pictures. That was like some of them are famous pictures. Um, some of them are just like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that like in a textbook back in the day or something. Yeah. But then it like shows you like something that you probably overlooked. And I remember one of them is like back in the 1800s, there's one person that looks completely different than everybody else by the way they're dressed. They just look totally out of place. They look out of place and they're like staring at a smartphone. Nuh-uh. Oh, I'm dead In serious. the 1800s? Yeah. It was like a black and white photo. Obviously, photography came out in the 1800s, so it had to be like from like 1850 onward. What about Photoshop? When did that come out? See, that's the other thing. So how much of that is Photoshop? How much of it is just YouTube trying to get your attention? Mm-hmm. But um, there's also, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. I think it's hmm. called the Dark Five Teleporters or something like that. It's, yeah, I've heard of the Dark Five series. It's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Huh. I've never heard of that either. didn't mean to derail the show as I do so often. No, that's fine. We will have to do a two-part because, I mean, we're already at 20 minutes, so we've got like nine minutes left. Nine mics. Yeah. Um, 
to go back to other theories and phenomena that are mentioned, we talked about EMF readers yesterday. We did. Because that's like a staple piece that paranormal investigators always have with them. And basically it just measures electromagnetic fields in the area. So one of the episodes from Ghost Hunters, they were in like a super old building. It was like built in 1840. So obviously the insulation, the electrical, you know, has been through the ringer over the years. And they were... They had reports of paranormal activity in there, like shadow figures, weird feelings, things like that. And they took out their EMF readers and they were getting major spikes like all over the house. Mm -hmm. So that just proves that the house has electromagnetic fields that are above average. Like, and the claim is that, you know, that can make you feel weird, make you feel off. So there is scientific proof that exposure to elevated levels of electromagnetic fields can alter your body, mm-hmm. just the way it reacts. So that is proved by science. Now, the theory that paranormal activity and ghosts and spirits can alter the magnetic fields and, like, a spike on your machine in a controlled environment is indication that a spirit is present. Right. I'm not sure I buy that. Well, I mean, I don't buy it. No? Not no. at all? No. I mean, you know about electromagnetic fields. I do. So. I'm not an expert, but I know that, like... I mean, look around the room that you're sitting in right now listening. I mean, nearly any device in there that can be plugged into a wall is going to put out some type of electromagnetic field, if you will, or what do they call them, milligausses or whatever. Like Milligals, It's yeah. going to give off the some measurement. type of some type of energy. Yeah. You know? And they always, like, show you in those, in the, those scenes where they're using it is they take their EMF reader and they, like, wave it over, like, something that is turned on, Mm -hmm. like their cell phone or something else, and they're like, oh, see, it's not reading that. It doesn't read that kind of stuff. And that just means, like, it's controlled. Like, it's not a big enough spike to make you feel weird or to set off the machine, but it doesn't mean that the spike is coming from a spirit. Because thinking about it, like, you were talking about a microwave or something that somebody's using down the street from your house. Yeah, that you don't know about. Yeah, which is one of the things that I read about um, you know, they were talking about in order to prove that EMF is an indicator of a spirit, you'd have to know what ghosts are made up of, like what they're capable of. Are they actually yep. capable of altering that? So obviously it's just a theory. So there's no way to prove that a hundred percent. Um, there's but- something else real quick. It's called a uh, harmonics. So whenever, um, there's like an electromagnetic wave or like a radio signal, a TV receiving a signal or something, whatever that transmitter, whenever it sends the signal, Mm -hmm. there's what's called a harmonic. And again, it's been a while since I've looked at this, but I think it goes by sevens. So like it'll be seven megahertz above and then it doubles to 14 and then like go on and on. Right. Mm -hmm. And each time it goes up or down, it's going to lose like half of its strength or something. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because they sit down, they sit these little radios down that like tune like the bottom of the frequency spectrum where they think that these ghosts can talk to them. Yeah. And they're like tuning around. And whenever I'm looking at that, like my mind goes to my ham radio and I'm like, yeah, I've tuned that too on my ham radio. Mm -hmm. And I hear people in Australia using Morse code. That's a ghost. You know? So like whenever they, whenever they have this equipment turned on and they're looking at it, even though like, even though they are hearing something, it Mm -hmm. may not, their, their setup there may not be, appropriate to identify the signal exactly yeah and differentiate between something like that and a spirit right you and, know and there's so much more that goes into it because then you can get into like single sideband and like you know if it's a am signal fm blah 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 yeah but i'm just saying like 
they tune that around and they hear like a and they're like, dude, did you hear that? You know what I mean? And it's like. You're like, yeah, I heard it, but what does that prove? Right. And, and I go back to the whole um, harmonics thing because like you were saying, a microwave, like whenever mm-hmm. that thing sends off a signal, it's not just going to be at whatever frequency that that microwave is putting out. It's going to be a little bit above. It's going to be a little bit below. Mm-hmm. So if so-and-so next door is heating up his leftovers pizza because he just got off his job at Terminex at 2 in the morning and he hates his life and he's just Terminex. now getting to dinner <laughs> and I'm walking around with a milligauss machine or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's because he's zapping his pizza over there. Yeah. So you wouldn't automatically assume that your house is haunted. Then again, I'm an Aquarius. So that's just... Are I mean, you? That's how my mind is set. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so like... But they were saying, too, with EMF, like, you literally have to, like, wave that thing around for it to get to read anything. Um, I know sometimes in the paranormal shows, they set it on the ground and they get spikes like that and such. Yeah. Like, am I going to say 100% that ghosts don't emit EMF fields? Yeah. yeah. you. No, you're not. No, because it's a theory. And it can't be proved 100% one way or another. So maybe they do, because we talked yesterday, too, about battery drain. Battery, yeah. So a lot of the times in the paranormal field they have equipment drain of battery all of a sudden after they just put a hundred percent charged battery in there like that's kind of unexplainable could you stage that in a tv show sure you can cut the camera you can do some stuff yeah but it like it always happens where like that happens and then an event happens yeah you know so i could kind of see that theory how they're sucking energy from something but why would they need that yeah i agree you know what i mean i do i don't know if it comes to a point where I hate to just be negative about it. So I'm trying to think, well, how can I support this? How can I support all these claims? Well, so this is going to be my best shot at saying that, yes, this absolutely is real. Well, we don't have time for that. <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> all I had to say about it. Like, I can't come up with anything that would support the other way. Yeah. I mean, I am a firm believer in the paranormal. Like, I definitely think that there are spirits of some kind. Right. But um, I don't think it's Civil War, you know, whoever out there in the backyard because... A yeah. cannonball took his head off or whatever happened to him. Yeah. And I, and I personally don't believe that, like, if I tried to make contact, like, in our house in Idaho, for instance. Like, it was my grandma's house. Yes. She has passed away since then. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like if I busted out a spirit box or something and a voice came through that that was my grandma. I personally don't think that I would make contact with a relative in right. that situation. Because your family doesn't really like you. Well, that's true. They probably wouldn't come through and say, what's up, anyways. Right. I mean, so. they probably wouldn't talk to you. So no. you'd have a better chance of finding an old friend or something. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You think I had friends? Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Um, I don't know. But the EMF field thing, I mean, is it weird when they get spikes to go back to that? Is it weird when they get spikes? Sure. But I feel like there is scientific evidence to support that it's not paranormal more so than it is paranormal. Yeah, but I think it too goes back to support your statement there. Whenever you put somebody in an environment and you give them like a heads up of what to like look for and what's going on, that's like immediately where their mind goes to anyway. That I was thinking that I didn't even say that, but yes, you know, because you get you get excited, right. and then you want like if you're into the paranormal, you want to believe that that is something paranormal happening. And it's like, I remember when I first started deer hunting with my dad and like I would be sitting in the deer stand or be sitting on the ground. And you saw a ghost of a deer? I did. Everywhere I looked, there was a ghost. No, but like your mind, like you want to see it so bad that like tree branches start looking like antlers. And next thing you know, you're like, oh dude, I'm going to take him out. Yep. And it turns out it was just my brother being stupid in the weeds over there. Did you shoot him? No, luckily I didn't. Well, that's good. Yeah, he was wearing his hunter orange, but Mm. I'm colorblind. Um, I don't know. 
I don't either. But what, what do we have left to cover? It'll be next episode. We're going to do orbs. Yep, we're going to talk about light orbs. Because I've seen those on my own videos that I've taken. Me too. Home videos. Yes. Not yes. America's Funniest Home Videos, but my own videos. Just videos. Ryan's videos. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a videographer. Yes. And then uh, we're going to talk about the stone tape theory. Right. Um, which is the theory, like you said, there was a traumatic or extreme event that took place somewhere and somehow it gets embedded into like rocks and wood and God knows what else. Rubber. I don't know. And it's just like... what. In the right circumstances and environment, it essentially replays itself randomly. But I want to know what determines whether or not it's traumatic or if I mean, it's I significant. Like, yeah. Because one time I was trying to grow a mustache and mm-hmm. it was it was looking pretty good and I accidentally shaved it off. Yeah, was that traumatic for you? It was, but why don't I walk into the bathroom every now and then and hear, <laughs> because I flipped out in front of the mirror, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because I feel like whether it's a significant or traumatic event is a personal interpretation of it. Well, so how it. does the wood in your house decide? I don't know. We'll get into it next week because we didn't even get into it right now. Yeah, I rambled on and on. Sorry about no, that. No, this is a heated discussion. It is. It's, it's, uh, this is like our primary focus for at least the next 30 minutes next episode. Yes. That's how important we're going to make this. Yes. Um, anyway, theweeklylab at gmail.com. should have said that a little bit earlier. Send us your thoughts if you believe in the paranormal. Have yeah. you ever predicted the future? Do you believe in any of this? Have you had experiences? I'd love to hear about those. I love ghost stories. Or just tell us your thoughts. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you next week. The weekly lab at gmail.com is that email address once again. 